listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Welcome back to the Black Sheep Talks. Today, I am bringing on Sophia Christine to talk to us all about sobriety and business. Sophia and I connected last year when we both enrolled in a mastermind program together, and I'm so excited to get to reconnect with her now and get to chat about a lot of the things that we have in common. Hey, Sophia, thanks so much for being here today. Hey, Karina. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it was so nice to reconnect with you on Instagram and to, yeah, just kind of see what you were up to and realize that we actually had so much in common and we actually didn't really get to connect as much in the group program. So yeah, I'm really grateful and humbled that we get to finally do this. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, amazing. Do you want to maybe just introduce yourself and yeah, tell the audience about yourself and what we're going to kind of speak about today? Absolutely. So I am a personal development and business coach, really focused on helping women make healthier changes in their life, um, you know, adopting a sober lifestyle and how to really implement healthy habits and continue to have fun and really embody a 2.0 identity upgrade, um, as well as moving into, you know, more entrepreneurial opportunities and how that aligns with each individual woman's goals, values, and vision for their life. That's amazing. I love that. Me and you are very much like in tune with what we do. And, you know, I'm all about believing in collaboration over competition. So I love that, you know, we're both doing similar things and I think it's, it's amazing to see more women like us step into this role and really help others to to find that within themselves as well. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. It is more about collaboration. I think that we each bring something so unique to the table and there really is just an abundance of, of opportunity out there. So there's no need to come from it from a scarcity perspective. Yeah. And it was cool that even though we were both in the same program, learning from Laura and how she had you know, teaching us how to run a business, create an online business. And now we're both, you know, creating our own online service-based spiritual business. It's like we both have something different to bring to the table. And I think that it's so beautiful to see it in that way. And for others who are also coming into the coaching and online space to know that, you know, it might seem like a competitive industry, like everyone's already doing something that's similar to me, what can I bring? But knowing that we all have our unique gifts to share and we all have, you know, a way of coaching that's different to the next person. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Yeah. I I love like having that perspective. And like you said, having the abundance mindset over the scarcity, I think it's super important. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. 
Yeah. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, why we connected and stuff. So I really, I think it was, I saw a post that you made about sobriety and I myself have been now sober, not drinking alcohol for over a year. And it's been something that I always kept kind of hidden from others. You know, it was something I didn't always kind of steered away from. Like I grew up being such a party girl and I think you're the same, right? We both resonated on that. (laughs) Grew up, you know, drinking, going to festivals and I still love like partying and going to festivals, but I used to do it in such an unintentional way where I would like escape the reality to drink and to get drunk and all of that kind of stuff. And especially like traveling and living in Australia, New Zealand, and then working in the yachting industry where it was such a work hard, play hard environment where people would just literally ask you, like, if you weren't drinking on your day off, they would be pretty much essentially say like, what is wrong with you? So I really love to see your post really saying that you are in like an advocate for a sober lifestyle because for me, that's really what I'm embodying right now. And I have no desire to ever drink again before I used to always kind of go back and forth and do like a three month sober, like a three month dry July or or a month dry July, sorry, a three month like sober period. And now I'm really like, I don't ever want to drink again because it makes me feel so good not being hungover, not, you know, escaping my reality to have a drink and all of those other things. So yeah, I just want to say I really resonated with your post and this is why I wanted to bring you on today to really dive into that because I know that there's probably a lot of other people who might resonate with us too or maybe they're thinking about um, you know, quitting alcohol and taking up a healthy lifestyle. So yeah, I'm just so excited to dive into this topic with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Karina. And I totally relate to that. I, like you, started drinking and partying really young and it always seemed like such a glamorous thing. It made me feel sexy and important and like part of something. And I didn't realize until later on, after many years of living that lifestyle, that it was actually really destructive for me. You know, some people can handle it and they're able to live that life just fine. Um, But once I got more into my spirituality, I started realizing that my drinking did not suit the spiritual lifestyle that I wanted to cultivate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, you know, I'm almost three years clean from alcohol. Um, next wow. week, it'll be three years for me. And it was never really something that I wanted. I, I loved my party lifestyle. I, I never thought I would want to be sober. Um, and it ended up being something that's really dramatically changed my life in the best way possible. It's a beautiful way of life that I wouldn't change for the world. And I, like you, have no desire to drink ever again. I much prefer my lifestyle sober. Yes, I love that. And may I ask you, like, what was the big shift for you when you decided like three years ago that you were going to stop drinking altogether? Was there something that happened if you feel like comfortable to share? Yeah, absolutely. So I was in a weird situation. I was dating somebody who was much, much older than me and we were partying all the time. And I kept getting these messages from my spirit that were like, this lifestyle is not for you. I would, I would be 
literally so hungover in the day and then want to listen to spiritual knowledge. And I just couldn't connect with the information. My spirit was like, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. And I kept thinking like, oh, like I'm getting really over this. I'm getting really over this lifestyle. And Mm. that went on for about six months. And I ended up actually getting arrested for an alcohol related incident. And it was something that I did myself. It was something that I chose while I was drinking. You know, I, I, my judgment was inhibited. Um, you know, all the, the misfortunes that come from being intoxicated and just not having that coherent ability, um, you know, it led me into some trouble. And because I understood that I create my own reality, that I am literally manifesting through my thoughts and actions, my own experience, I took responsibility for this incident. And I was like, dang, <laughs> like I did this, I did this to myself. Mm. Um, and it really led me on this journey of like, I don't want, I don't want this. Like I never wanted to get arrested. That was not something that I wanted for myself. It was not aligned with my vision for my life. And it actually took me a long time to finally make the full transition into living sober. Um, I did it for about six months. I decided I wasn't ready to completely accept that new way of life. I went back to my old party lifestyle. And then I did that for a few more months. And I, I realized within that time that I went back to drinking that it no longer resonated with me. It wasn't the same experience that I had before. It was almost like I knew too much. Like I had been on the other side and I had had a mm-hmm. taste of this sober lifestyle and I could no longer enjoy the same level of partying <laughs> and craziness that I had experienced before with this new set of knowledge I had. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that story. That must have been, yeah, such a pivotal moment for you. And I can only imagine how it must have felt. Um, For me, it was similar in the sense, I mean, I didn't get arrested, but I definitely made a lot of like unconscious decisions, you know, while I'm under the influence and, you know, just kind of turning into a person that I didn't like when I drank and, like you, I kind of went back and forth, back and forth. And then I did like six months as well, funny enough. And then I got back into yachting. And I remember going out with the crew one night and we all went out to drink. And I was like, I'm not, I remember saying I didn't want to drink. Like I felt inside that I've already been on this path. I really don't like alcohol because one, I hate being hungover. Like that's my biggest reason. Two, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> two, I I don't want to gain weight and feel unhealthy, right? That goes hand in hand with the hangover. I just, it, it's such a bad, it, you make such bad lifestyle choices like eating late at night and, you know, gaining weight, all of these things, your face breaking out. <laughs> like, so yeah. for me, that were, those were some of the reasons. And then like the third one was like, wow, when I get really drunk, sometimes I get really mean. Like I will start saying things that, you know, I'm not myself, you know, I'll start kind of even just like, you know, not like bad mouthing people, but just kind of being like really dark and sarcastic with them. And sometimes maybe hurting people's feelings. And I was like, this isn't who I want to be, right? This isn't me. And, and I noticed that it was like, when I would drink a lot, I would become this like alter ego. And I was like, this isn't the Karina I am like the spiritual Karina that I'm turning into. And I remember I ended up having a couple drinks on board with the crew and that had happened. It started to slowly happen. And the next day I was like, oh my God, like, this is it. Like, I will never go back. 
like that was my big like aha moment like you just showed yourself why you don't ever want to do it again and this is confirmation so since then um i haven't had a sip and i haven't craved a sip but before that i found myself also like really hiding that side about me and like the reason i broke it was because the crew were like oh come on just have one drink what's one drink like why don't you drink alcohol and you probably know how it is you're trying to like justify your choices to other people and it's like why why am I trying to justify myself to them right my decision is my decision I don't need to explain it to everyone and I don't want this podcast to come off that way for anyone that's listening it's like we're not trying to tell you what to do but to know that people who choose to live a sober lifestyle they have their personal reasons and yeah we want to share those personal reasons to see if it resonates with anybody else Absolutely. And like I said, some people can handle their liquor and they can live a functional life and they're happy with that. If that's you, then by all means, you know, there's, if you don't have a reason to give it up, then there's no reason to give it up. And it's so interesting that you say the justification thing. I found that Mm. I had a lot of friends that were really triggered by my decision to get sober and they, you know, they were always pushing me like, oh, like, especially more so with, um, other mind altering substances, like other drugs and stuff, they'd be like, Oh, we'll just do a little bit. Like, don't be so lame. And yes. I had to accept that the two, two things I had to accept that I was choosing to hang out with these people who I knew were like this. So I can't expect other people to change just because I got sober. So that took me a really, really long time to truly understand and accept that I can't change what other people are doing. I have to accept them the way they are. And if I'm going to choose to hang out with them, then I have to understand that that may be the circumstance. The second thing that I've found to be true is that if anybody is going to get triggered by your decision to really make this healthy lifestyle change, they're probably just afraid because it's causing them to really look at their own patterns and their own substance abuse issues. So Mm -hmm. that's what I've found to be true. It's never really about us. You know, it's mostly about them and their insecurities that they're not willing to face. Wow. Amen. That is literally what I had to realize because, right, people don't care as much about us as we think they do. Like, that's why when I got back into the yachting industry, for people who were so used to partying and escaping, you know, the grind of work and working those 16 hour days and then going out and going like, oh, well, this is how we let off steam. This is like what we're used to. And here was I saying, well, I just want to party and have a water. Yeah. People were looking at me like I was an alien. They were like, what is wrong with you? And I, I felt like something was wrong with me. Like, you know, I love to party. I love to drink. And, you know, I was trying to justify myself. And then after it took me realizing that it's exactly what you said. Most people are, they see you as their mirror or we're mirrors to other people. So we're triggering them because maybe they're like, holy shit, like that's, that's like a really big thing to do. I could never do that. So let me just make this person feel small, you know, and bad about their decision or try to peer pressure them into it because I know that I couldn't do something like that. Right. Absolutely. And and I want to add to that giving up drinking is really freaking hard. Yes. I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons for it. Alcohol is actually a highly addictive substance. And there are some people who literally like 
cannot give it up on their own. You know, like it is a very complex issue. It's not always as simple as like deciding, hey, I want to stop drinking and and having the ability to do that. You know, like I sought a lot of outside help to stop drinking and it was something that I needed. Some people can do it on their own and that's great, but there there are a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of different communities, a lot of different self-help groups that you can join. So it's, it's not something you have to do on your own for anybody that's listening. Um, and I think especially like when you are in that lifestyle, that party lifestyle where everyone around you is drinking heavily and it's just so normalized. But if you're really feeling this tug on your heart, like, oh man, I really want to make a change. It's going to be challenging, at least in my experience, to really break those old habits, you know, change your relationship with your friends. And ultimately just creating this new version of yourself. It doesn't come easy. There are a lot of growing pains that come with that. Mm, Very true. And I think it goes hand in hand with what you said of like the people you choose to hang out with. Like personally, I, you know, for me, I'm pretty, I guess, blessed in a sense that I'm very nomadic. I move around a lot. So my friend circles change quite often, right? I'm not necessarily living in the same town. And I can imagine like you're in San Diego, right? So you have like a group of friends there, I'm sure, that you had to kind of, you know, try to create the sober lifestyle while they were still in your life. Absolutely. Which I can imagine being so hard and and definitely like I think I would have found that challenging because it sounds like to me when I was living on board a yacht surrounded by crew who are all like, you know, this is what we do. We party, we drink after work. This is the norm. Um, it's hard to to break away from that. So it wasn't for me until I really decided to, um, you know, leave the industry, which was over six months ago. So I said I was sober for a year. So I did give it up for six months and I broke that one time six months ago on board where I had a couple drinks. So I'm like, I don't want to count it as getting drunk, but I did still break it. But it made me realize that like I'm never going back to this. Um, and then when I moved to, I moved back home first, I like noticed that, you know, my family, like before the six months before when I first came out with it, they were like, you know, my mom would be like, oh, are you sure? Like, just have a glass of wine. It's Christmas or whatever. And I'd be like, no, like, I just don't want to drink. And I also just stopped justifying myself because what I did before was justify myself to people. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embody this. Like, I'm going full in because I know that this makes me feel better. And, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone says. And, you know, my family obviously accepted me in the end and they don't bother me about it anymore. And then when I moved to Tulum, even the people I was meeting, like here in Tulum, if you ever come visit one day, there are like two sides to it. There's that party side and then there's that spiritual side. So I've been seeking out new friends and new friendships where people aren't drinking, right? I've been going to gather at spiritual ceremonies and, you know, going to events that are alcohol free, like ecstatic dance. And for me, that's been easier for me to implement the sober lifestyle. So I do have to say that having that community and support system is really vital. Um, So yeah, I can definitely agree with you on that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing how many people don't drink once you start opening your eyes to it. I feel like for me, for so long, I was so afraid of the lifestyle I was giving up. Like I literally, Karina, would think about my bachelorette party and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a sober bachelorette party. Like that's so lame. (laughs) But I wasn't even dating anyone at the time. So it was like totally future tripping on things that weren't even – like in the near future and just freaking out about all these things that I was going to miss out on. And when I shifted that perspective to think about all the new things that I got to experience as a result of being sober, it really opened up a new world of possibilities for me where I met a lot of people. I joined different communities. I got to actually learn what I enjoy outside of just partying and Mm. being reckless, like really diving into this deeper understanding of who I am and what I love and also what I'm afraid of. Like for me, it's been an emotional journey of like moving through some of the things that um, I ran away from for so long. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That's when, you know, when you don't have a way to escape your reality, it's like you have to start actually facing it. And yeah. you know, whether that be shadow work and we've all, yeah. we've, we've both done the shadow work inside of the program. And, you know, I've been doing so much of that personally and definitely like, you know, when you don't have, yeah, a reason to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go drink my worries away on Friday and Saturday night and you actually have to go sit with it and implement change into your life, it makes you like a stronger person and a better person, right? And we're both very adamant on always working on our personal development. And I think that's why we're both so similar in a sense that we decided to, to live the sober lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I love that. And it's so cool. Like, once I opened up about it, you reached out and you were like, hey, like, I also don't drink. So I think it's something that we should be proud of. I see so many people promoting their party lifestyle, like, look at me and my champagne, and I'm so glamorous, which Mm. is totally fine. Like, like I said, if that works for you, and that's what makes you happy, and it's not causing any other consequences in your life, by all means, like, if whatever is working, you don't need to fix what's not broken. I know for me though, I had a lot of shame, like, oh gosh, like I also like you act a fool and did a lot of things that I didn't like and that I wasn't proud of when I was drinking. And so for me to promote this party lifestyle, it was almost like this really inauthentic side of myself where I felt like I had to put on the show for the world and for social media that I was having so much fun and my life was so amazing and glamorous when really deep down inside I was lost and depressed and felt really lonely and felt anxious all the time. But I couldn't share that side of myself. I couldn't even face that side of myself until Mm. it became like so glaringly obvious that I was like, I cannot keep living this lifestyle anymore it's making me miserable. Yeah. And that's, that's very good point. That's very similar to what happened to me. And then, yeah, I find that just once you make that decision and I think it's important what you said too, like not everyone has to make this decision. If you don't have any negative effects from alcohol happening in your life, right? Maybe like it's a good healthy way to like do an evaluation. Like does alcohol make my life better or worse, right? And for me, I definitely had like 10 different things of why it made my life worse, you know? And now my life is just so much clearer and I can wake up every morning feeling refreshed, you know, showing up for myself, putting my spiritual practices first, building this business. And I 
really feel like as an entrepreneur as well, and you know, for a lot of the women that are listening that are interested in becoming entrepreneurs, it's like, for me, the party lifestyle, that was also a sacrifice in a way for mm-hmm. me to build yes. this dream business of mine, to know that, you know, escaping my reality and hanging out with people that just want to do the same thing and party every weekend and you know nothing like against people that want to do that but for me I've outgrown that phase of my life you know and not thinking that I'm better than them everyone's on their different path but I still love to party I will still go to festivals right but yeah I will do it in such an intentional way and I'll be able to show up for myself the next day and work on my business if I have to. So that is like the life I've been wanting to cultivate and I have cultivated. And another big reason why being sober is just such a a positive for me. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned so many great benefits of being sober. I mean, there's like the health reasons, less calories, literally not dumping toxic substances into your bloodstream. I mean, alcohol is literally poison. Like it's it's used to kill bacteria and it's used to like kill things um, and extract, you know, like vanilla extract and all these things. They use alcohol to literally extract the substance out of life forms. So when you think about putting that into your body in heavy amounts, it's it's a little uneasying for me Mm. when I think about the spiritual essence of our nature and, and how alcohol really does, you know, have so many destructive properties when you do consume it in large amounts. And also the the calorie aspect of it too. I felt like when mm. I gave up drinking, like my fingers shrunk and like, Same. I, yeah, like none of my rings fit me anymore. I had no idea. I was experiencing so much inflammation in my body from, from the heavy drinking. And I, I was the kind of drinker where like, I loved to get blacked out. Like that was just, Oh, same. So <laughs> yeah. So I think it's important to also distinguish like this, this message may not necessarily be for somebody who's able to moderate or able to control it. Um, This is more so for the person that's like kind of stuck in the weeds of like, ooh, like this is something that I do and I'm not really sure how to give this up and I'm not really sure if I can or if I want to. Mm. Um, But there's there's a lot of really good things, the health reasons, the financial reasons. It's a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah. The financial reasons. Like now I'm like, wow, the amount of money I save and I can invest into myself, whether that's investing in new coaches, investing in like, you know, for me, I'm going to plant medicine ceremonies now, sitting with shamans rather than going to a bar. Like full disclosure, yeah. that's my life in Tulum. <laughs> like yeah, I'm not even absolutely. I'm not even gonna lie about it, you know, and I, I come out with this on my podcast. I talk about it every Friday and I really want to make a point as well. Like I've met a lot of people here who are on that same path. And for all those reasons that you just said, and it's like, I still feel that society is really backwards in a way of promoting, like, let's get blackout, let's get drunk, like here, everyone like go to the bar and even walking down Tulum and seeing like them selling like all of these, like, you know, um, pills and things and whatever that's like not good for you. Whereas I'm like, where is like the actual good medicine? Like where is the promotion for, you know, doing things that are good for you? Like not even medicine. Like for me, I'm a huge advocate about plant medicine. And I talk about that because in a way of not abusing it, in a way of doing it for spiritual and healing purposes, but also just living a sober lifestyle and, 
and, you know, maybe going for like a juice or instead of going to the bar, like going to explore and do something fun, like an adventure. Why is that not promoted in our society? Right? Yeah. Well, it, it alcohol, the alcohol industry is very massive and it's, a, mm-hmm. they make a lot of money, you know, promoting this lifestyle. So I think that's something that's good to bring up as well. Um, it is very heavily promoted, at least in my opinion. I see all these billboards where it's really glamorized to have this drinking lifestyle and a lot of different industries. I've been in the real estate industry. I've been in the hospitality industry, um, even you in the yachting industry. Like It's very common that mm-hmm. you go and with your, your coworkers or your, your friends, you go and you let loose by just getting, you know, totally inebriated and it's glamorized. It's almost promoted and, and, you know, it, we're told that that's how to have fun and that's how to enjoy ourselves. Right. And was it you that posted something about like, why doesn't the alcohol industry promote like people actually being hungover and sick? They just promote you having a good time, but they don't promote what the alcohol does actually does to you in the end. No, that wasn't me, but that's awesome. Okay. I saw that somewhere the other day and I was like, oh my God, this is like, what should be, this is the truth, right? Like you're like what you said, you're literally drinking this and it's poisoning your body. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like, like I was so delusional. Like, honestly, I was delusional. I thought I was super happy. I thought I had all my shit together. I'm not sure if I can cuss on here. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, this is a, yeah, you can cuss here. I was going to say a cuss cuss free zone, but I'm like, no, it's a, it's a go ahead and just cuss away. It's a free free to cuss zone. Yes. That's, that's the word. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And I like, when I was in that lifestyle, like my room was always a mess. I always had my clothes scattered like all over the place. I just couldn't get my shit together. It was always like I felt two steps behind where I wanted to be all the time. And now I've really changed where I actually feel good most of the time. And I feel on top of my shit and on top of my work and my house is clean and I do my dishes after I eat and like little things like that, that, Mm. you know, it's, it's the small things that really, really add up. Like I have a regular meditation practice. I wake up at a consistent time every morning and I spend my first hour of the day, like really in my spirituality and making that connection. And it's really transformed my life and made it so much more beautiful. Mm, I love that, Sophia, and I can resonate with you 100%. And I feel like I've been like really in tune with my spiritual practices like for many, many years, but I felt like when alcohol was still present in my life, sometimes I would be like, oh, well, I'm going to skip it today. And then I would just, you know, be hungover. And like you said, the little things would escape you. And then you feel so behind in life. And you know, for me, it's so important to put myself first, have my boundaries, connect with my my spirituality. And I think taking alcohol out of the equation was what really allowed me to just like step into this higher self for, for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One more thing I wanted to add was that I was never somebody who drank every day. I would drink like on the weekends or like three nights mm. a week. And I always kind of told myself like, well, this isn't, this isn't too bad. Like I'm not drinking every day. Like I don't really have a problem with this, but it was like when I did do it, it was so above and beyond. And it became almost like, like took on a life of its own almost like once I started in this party mode Mm. and that was enough for me to realize like, this is destructive and this is not who I want to be at all. 
Mm, I totally resonate with you on that. I would like everyone that I was around partying with would promote the binge drinking lifestyle. And I grew up in Canada and like went to party universities. It'd be like, who can chug the most of this keg? Like, you know, how many beers can you, can you take back? And it was just like always this competition and race. And I became so competitive with myself when I drank, Mm. like it was so unhealthy. And, you know, it, it turned into this like obsession of, you know, having to have a high tolerance and, you know, and then it just all just kind of went downhill. So I totally resonate with you on that. And I think going back to the point of what you said, like, this episode is for people who may feel like they are maybe having these similar experiences that we had where they're starting to notice, hmm, like, do I really want to keep living this lifestyle, like where I live for the weekend, or I, you know, I'm escaping my reality, or I'm kind of, you know, abusing alcohol, even though I might not be drinking it every day, I think that's a great point you bring up. It still can be an addiction and an escape if you still do it like one night of the weekend, right? Yeah. And I think it's like asking yourself like, okay, we're not here telling you guys that you should give up alcohol. You shouldn't, but evaluate for yourself. Like, is it contributing to your life? Is it a healthy choice that you're making? You know, if you're the type of person that's like, I just want to have a glass of wine and a beer and I really enjoy the taste and you can handle your alcohol, then like kudos to you. That's amazing. Go for it. Do it. Um, But I think for both of us, at least myself, I can speak for myself. I you know, I did love the taste of wine. I did love the taste of beer, but the calories, the way it would make me feel, even just having one glass, my head, I had I would have a headache the next day. I would gain weight. I would break out. That was enough for me to go, one glass is just not even worth it for me, yeah. right? And then the, the bigger thing was when I let myself get out of control and party and be around people who are promoting this lifestyle, I just became somebody who I wasn't. And, you know, I'm just way more in tune with who I am as a spiritual being. And I want to keep stepping into that path. And so, yeah, personally, I will definitely never drink a sip of alcohol for those reasons. And yeah, I feel like to anyone that's maybe inspired by that, you know, know that it it took a lot of power, determination, a lot of you know, separating yourself from certain people and it's not impossible to do if that's a path that you want to go on. Yeah. Beautifully said. I like how you said you were in competition with yourself. That Mm -hmm. really resonated with me. And yeah, for anybody that's listening, you know, if you're really struggling with this, like I said, and I'll emphasize again, it's not it's not an easy choice. At least it wasn't for me. But there's a lot of different support out there, just depending on where you feel you're at. And it's always your decision. You know, if don't let anybody else make the decision for you. It has to be something that you truly want and that you're you're willing to you know put the effort in for. Definitely, and. If you guys ever need support, you can reach out to both of us. Like my DMs are open. You know, I'm always happy to to chat to anyone who wants some advice on that. And I've actually had a lot of people in this last year reach out to me personally and say that they're also thinking about doing it inspired by what I'm doing. So, you know, I think it's great what we're doing, Sophia, and making this like a topic that is normalized because you know, people can have a choice. They can choose to drink and that's fine. And they could choose to be sober, but there shouldn't be like one way or the other. It's whatever works for you and your lifestyle. 
Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, this conversation was amazing. Um, I really enjoyed diving deep with you. And I guess, yeah, would you maybe let's end off by saying like, what are like some top things that you have had in your life? Well, what, what has becoming, becoming sober, like what are the biggest benefits you had apart from some of the things you mentioned, we can repeat them, but like for you as, you know, a spiritual woman, as a business owner, what are like the top three, four or five things that have benefited you from choosing this lifestyle? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say this lifestyle has allowed me to really adopt self-love. For me, dumping so much alcohol into my system was really a form of self-rejection and not accepting who I was. So this has really allowed me to to work through a lot of unhealed emotional issues, a lot of unhealed trauma from my childhood. Um, And it's really, really been a beautiful process not easy, but very beautiful. And I can look back and and say that I'm very grateful for it. That's been one of them. I would just say my confidence and my clarity on on who I am and what I want to be. I felt like I always kind of felt like a bad person for living that lifestyle. And I no longer feel that way about myself anymore. I I really do love and accept myself. Mm -hmm. And then of course, the financial and the health benefits of like the calories and stuff like that's, that's just amazing. I love being able to save money. I love um, being able to pretty much eat whatever I want because I'm not yes. <laughs> consuming thousand, a thousand calories a night in, in shots. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love that last point. I resonate with all three, like totally that we are like on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. And I found that as well. Like I've even had people reach out to me saying like, you know, you've always been in such great shape, but like you literally look amazing and your skin is glowing. And I'm like, it's literally because I quit alcohol. I'm telling yeah. you, <laughs> like yeah. that's, the, that's the secret. I still can, I can go eat a pizza. I can go have an ice cream. I can eat whatever the hell I want. Like I'm 90% healthy because I still love to take care of my body and well being. but I'm not ever on a strict diet like I used to be when I was younger and I would binge drink and then almost like starve myself or go on these crazy diets afterwards. Like, I don't know if you ever did that, but that was something I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I would always go to the gym super hungover and just force myself to work out even though I felt like crap. Mm, Yeah. And then it's just kind of like a negative relationship. So I love everything you said about the healing journey you've been you've been diving into and you know just feeling healthier you know saving the money and and all of that it's just my reasons are the same and I think we definitely need to just advocate for this lifestyle more and allow people to feel like they can be supported if they decide to go this route as well Mm, yes absolutely I love that Yes. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. I had so much fun. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, Karina. I'm really excited. I, I hope that this helps whoever's listening. And I'm available as well. If you, if anybody has any questions or would like any support, you can find me on my Instagram at I am Sophia Christine. Um, and I'm always, I'm always available. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'll put your Instagram in the show notes so that people can follow you. And yeah, thanks again. And we'll talk soon. Awesome. Sounds great. Have a wonderful day.
So that was a really awesome conversation to have with Sophia. I am so humbled that I got to chat with somebody that is on the same path as me, because as you guys saw from the conversation, it's often a very lonely path that you walk when everyone else around you is still advocating for the use of alcohol and the party lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you're happy living that life, right, this episode was not about trying to convert you to the sober life. It was simply to spread awareness and to show you that society shouldn't just be promoting the party lifestyle alcohol but society should also be accepting of people who decide to walk the other path right so if you're somebody that peer pressures your friends into drinking or you're questioning their habits right think about for a second why you're doing that, right? Is that person mirroring something in you that's making you feel uncomfortable? That's telling you, hmm, wow, like I'm really impressed that they're able to give up alcohol and be so health conscious and live this lifestyle that they really want to live. Maybe this is something I want to do, but like there's no way I could do that. So I'm just going to like put them down and make them feel small about it, right? So evaluating that from that standpoint, why do we choose to um, advocate for one over the other, right? Why can't we just be accepting of everybody's choices and allow people to make the decisions that are right for them? So I hope you got a lot lot out of this conversation. This topic should really, really come to light in our society because it's not spoken about, about enough. And I really just want to advocate for the sober life and to tell anyone that is thinking about walking this path of giving up alcohol or cutting back, then you are not alone, right? If you need to chat, you have both and Sophia and I to chat to about this. And I can tell you honestly that this path has really changed my life. It shifted me in my personal life, um, the friendships that I've created and cultivated, the people that I've been attracting in my life that are all on this entrepreneurial path, um, the certain partners that I've had recently that you know are open-minded and are health conscious and are not necessarily just you know trying to get in my pants and just sleep with me um, unconsciously, right? For me, my lifestyle choices are very conscious now. I am very, very conscious of who I give my time to, and that includes friends, partners, and even clients, right? I've even had tons of my clients in my last mastermind say to me, oh my God, Karina, you're making me rethink my drinking habits. Like I don't even want to drink. So it's amazing to know the impact that I'm able to have on others, right? I'm not coming from a preachy standpoint. I'm just sharing with you guys how much my life has changed, how much I've grown and evolved since I've decided to be completely sober. And as well, I really just want to announce a couple of exciting things. So everyone listening now is listening because you are interested in being an entrepreneur, you are interested in creating your dream business or scaling that already online service product space business that you might have if you're a coach or a provider, then know that I am going to be running another free masterclass that is happening today, right? Today is June 16th. It is happening today. So make sure you come to that. And as well, I will be talking about my program, Your Higher Self. So for anyone that is ready to focus in, create their dream reality, have a business and spirituality coach that is going to literally take you on this three-month transformational journey where you will get to literally 
go from A to Z, right? From zero to 90 days and become a CEO and literally just show up online, right? Sell your services soulfully and really create impact, really help others with what it is that you want to do. I'm going to help you do just that. So if this program is calling out to you and you are ready to step into your higher self, then look no further. This program is literally for you. You can apply in the link in the show notes as well. And I look forward to chatting to you about that. I look forward to seeing you in the masterclass. This program is starting July 1st. We have had tons of interests already. The girls are ready to go after their dreams and just reminding you that queens do not wait to invest in themselves, right? Queens go after their dreams and sometimes taking that scary leap is the way forward, right? To really take that next step to up-level yourself so that you can create your reality. Because if you don't take that next step, what is it really going to cost you, right? The cost might be three months or another three years of you not creating that reality and staying in that nine to five job that you absolutely hate, right? So I really wanted to touch on that program. And lastly, I'm also an ambassador for the Create Festival, which is hosted by Adam Roa, who is an amazing influencer on YouTube. Look him up. This festival is going to have a bunch of keynote speakers that are talking on all topics, personal development from business relationships to sexuality. This festival is literally going to be fire. It's online on Zoom. You can literally watch it in bed. You know, it's going to be so life-changing. So if you're somebody that's like, I really need some like inspiration right now. Um, and this is perfect for anyone like right before my program as well. You'll get the double dose of personal development and also have a chance to win a three month membership to this. If you buy your ticket, it's only $60. The link is in the show notes. If you want more details, visit their Instagram page, DM me, and I'll be happy to share that with you. So thank you again for being here. I love and appreciate you and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here.